Welcome back to The Mountains and the Sea, where we find the highs and the lows of each and every Prince album, and much more, at a frequency that I'm told with some certainty is every other week, although I still dispute that. I'm half of your host, Josh. (laughs) And I'm Christy. And today, today, we have more outtakes from For You. We have more For You. Uh Uh-huh. That's right. More For You. Right. So this particular set of outtakes, many of them are fairly old recordings, like some of the first. I think you discovered that these are best listened to in headphones. These are not car tracks, my friends. No, uh, they can be tough to, first of all, tough to make out. Yes. uh, Because like they're, (laughs) which you'll you'll get into detail there. Um, But yeah, it's almost like a home cassette propped up and like he was able to record a couple multi-tracks uh-huh. a couple multi-tracks a, a four track a four track so, so. It was like his guitar and a few layers of his own vocals yeah but it wasn't like a wired in microphone onto a board it was like ambient recording kind uh-huh. of like stuff. our so. first episodes like it was like that oh. kind of you know, condenser microphone instead of a dynamic microphone like what we use now. And we were also in a dining room oh. versus it. T- what it took was a worldwide pandemic to drive us into a smaller space with better equipment. That's right. Yeah. That, you know, I was going to mention up front that, you know, we do this every other week somehow, but mm-hmm. it seems like a year ago that we started with Love Sexy back in, was that April of. 2019? It was March of 2018. March of 2018? It was when the first episode released. I think we recorded the first one in February. Okay. I knew it was like a springtime thing because that Mm -hmm. sort of coincided. Oh, yeah, because it was the 30th 30th anniversary anniversary of Love Sexy. So I should have known that. 2018 back Mm -hmm. to 1988. And now here we are all the way. We've making so much progress from Love Sexy, and now we've made it all the way to his first album. (laughs) Okay. And we're on episode six of For You. Five fantastic prior episodes are out there in the world if you have not listened to them. That's right. They're there. You should go listen to them. You should tell a friend. Yeah, why not? That's right. Yeah. If you want to hear these and you haven't heard them before, you can find us on social media. I'm just going to dive right in. Where would I do that, Christy? If you can stomach Twitter or X, you can find us there at TMATS, T-M-A-T-S podcast. You can find us on Facebook, The Mountains and the Sea, a Prince podcast. Or you can send us an email if you don't do the social media, which we totally respect then you can send us an email at tmatspodcast at gmail.com. We don't get much in the form of physical mail. No, we which is We don't have fun. like mail sack time with the mountains and the sea. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, it's fine that y'all don't know exactly where we live. <laughs> that's right. I'm barely allowed in the house myself. So, yeah, that's right. It's a, it should be a two-way street, right? <laughs> that's right. There's a certain level of anonymity. Though, if you did want to send us your physical mailing address, I promise not to do anything weird with it, and I can send y'all stickers. We got stuff, We do. We have stickers. Swag? Yeah. I'll send swag. It's been a while since I put it out there that I'm willing to send people swag. But if you'll send me an email, 
with your mailing address. I will, this is how much I care for y'all. I will package it up and I will make a trip to the post office. And pay. And pay. You'll pay, yeah. To mail y'all like stickers and other swag that we have. We're just bleeding money on this (laughs) podcast. (laughs) The other one pays for the hosting. So it's not right. Yeah. It's for the hosting for all of them. So or, it's fine. Yeah. They, the, the other po- podcast <laughs> is like the varsity football to our little <laughs> cricket ball team that we've got over here on the mountains and the sea. <laughs> cricket ball. Yeah, well, whatever. It's the smaller, <laughs> smallest tra- track and field. It's just, just like, like shot putting over here. I don't think people in the UK call it cricket ball, but I don't know for sure. Cricket but. ball. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure Ryan Gosling owns part of that too. Okay. Are we ready to talk about the music? Why not? We did come in here to do this very thing. <laughs> um, starting off with some songs that a very, very young Prince recorded uh, before For You was really even a thing. Right. This was like prior to going to New York to try and get meetings with uh, whoever would see. Him. Yeah. You know, uh, record labels. That's what the word is. The labels. <laughs> Executives. <laughs> Executives. I'm like studi- studios. It wasn't really the studios. It's the no. labels. He had the studio covered in That's the basement right. of Andre Simone's home. Yep. The Anderson home basement. How cool is that, though? I mean, it is cool. Um, I'm sure you know they welcomed Prince into their home, mm-hmm. and he took to guitars. He took to pianos, drums, drums. Probably, you know, I'm sure he was a good house guest, but he wasn't the quietest guy. <laughs> no, my understanding is they uh, did some entertaining in the basement. <laughs> Yeah, or at least they Im- they may have embellished those stories quite a bit. I'm sure. You know. I'm sure there. You know, a little bit of this, a little the, bit of that. Like there were some Prince girls down and Andre, there. Yes, like neighborhood girls that yeah. I'm sure they would come over. But uh, yeah, they're like, we got yeah. chips in the basement. <laughs> chips. <laughs> I'll play a song on my guitar. Isn't that why <laughs> every 16 year old boy wants to learn to play guitar? Well, that's true. Like Prince. You know, did the what was it? Uh, he played, learned to play the song on guitar, and he said, "That's it. That's that's all I know. <laughs> Once you know no. that, you can impress folks." He said. Okay. Yeah, that's it. Just some chords. That's right. This first song, "Do You Want to Ride," is certainly more than just a couple chords. Right. Oh yeah. Got some. Um, very I mean, complex playing going on here. When Prince says he's going to play a song for you in the basement, nope. you were you were getting more than whatever the equivalent to Stairway to Heaven, the opening bars of Stairway to Heaven or whatever is, you know, whatever it is that kids first learn. Yeah, it's like saying, um, come over, I'm going to do a little concert in my backyard and you show up and it's the Las Vegas Sphere. <laughs> yeah. mm. <laughs> a little yeah. more than you were counting on. Because you live in a hotel. Yes. Right. Yeah. And exactly. that's literally in your backyard. Yep. Yeah. So, For You was released in 1978. This recording predates that by two full years, mm-hmm. early to mid 1976. Yes. 
with Prince uh, laying down a few layers of vocals, as we said, and just an acoustic guitar. That's right. And there's something very charming about his breathy counting in and these mm-hmm. squeaky guitars, which they don't actually sound good at the right before he does the counting in. It's like, but somehow it's still charming. <laughs> Like they're like, it's noisy because he's like making sure it's doing the thing. He's stretching his fingers. Yeah, or whatever. Somehow it's charming. Maybe because it was, you know, Little Prince. Yeah, just a wee wee teen. That's right. Yeah. We have talked about Zach Hoskins before. Yeah. Um, I did a lot of reading by Zach Hoskins. Yeah. He... uh, God bless you, Zach. PrinceSongs.org. Uh-huh. Don't confuse it with Prince.org. That's a different thing. Yeah. Yeah. He lists himself as a freelance writer and recovering academic, <laughs> which I thought was great. His description of this song in particular, I thought, was was very, very good. Uh, described it in uh, a way that included, sounds for all the world like a penthouse forum letter set to music. <laughs> Which, and he has a big okay. pen, a penthouse picture as the picture oh, yeah. for this one. <laughs> for the for this review here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. Very, very true. I think that was a really good description. I read that before I even really sat down and listened to the song. Uh-huh. And then after I listened to it multiple times. You're like, right on. Yep. Right on. It's like penthouse scatting. <laughs> yes. And then there is some really fun scatting that's quite delightful pretty early on i kept on singing yeah and then he mm-hmm. does the scatting yeah. and i questioned yeah. here if it was scatting because that's what he wanted here or scatting because there were instruments he didn't have available yeah. and i think early on the scatting is what he wanted And then at a minute 45, there's some very precise sort of vocalizations and mouth sounds. And I think that that later isn't just scatting, that is... Fill this in with the instruments. Yeah, or I don't have these instruments available, but I think an instrument that went like this would be cool. Yeah, uh, that's a good description. I thought this was Prince doing kind of a upbeat Southern blues mm-hmm. and lyrics that kind of reflect it. Also, a story of him as a young lad mm-hmm. meeting a woman from New Orleans, uh-huh. who's evidently where. a sex worker. Yeah, um, and isn't averse to um, hooking up with someone who could be her son. Uh-huh, evidently. Yeah. Yup. Yeah, she made him feel bad because he didn't want to buy. Yeah, yeah, like not paying. Uh-huh, and then he <laughs> says, but my money's green. I'm like, well, you weren't buying anyway, so it doesn't matter if all you had was Monopoly money. 
How about even prior to that? He says, I told her, I may be young, but would you rather me be old? Like, would you rather be with, you know, a Hugh Hefner type or someone young and fresh? Which is very fun to hear Prince sing here because later in his career, starting around 1998, uh-huh. he would say, get over your young man. You need someone with experience. Well, that wasn't as late as 1998, but like in Come On, the whole thing is, I know you got a young man. You don't care about me. Uh-huh. I know you got a young man. You don't care about me. But experience Experience is matters. <laughs> you know what? It's funny how people without experience don't think that experience matters much. Uh-huh. Yeah. But it's also a matter of once you get experience, you can't put the toothpaste back in the tube. So you just got to embrace it. And, you know, it's all about uh, positioning your argument. I thought it was very fun that Prince had this sort of confidence even at, in 1976, where he is so cute that she's willing to do it for free. He has confidence to write it and pretend <laughs> like it was a well, thing and to make it a story and a song. And this is the thing in his music. Whether yeah. he actually had this confidence or not, he had this confidence to sing yep. these imaginary situations where he was so desirable. Yeah. 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 I thought about uh, like young writers. When you write fiction, I think that the difference for a writer is typically it's not a first person story when you write fiction. Fair. Whereas like a musician, a songwriter, it's rare that I am not included uh-huh. in the song. So That's we fair. let writers have leeway with that. But then uh-huh. when it comes to a musician, a singer, a songwriter, we tend to go, I don't I don't think so. But it's then it's also not that, you know, when you read the book, it's in your head. Your own little voice is the one that you're, you know, is reading it to you. It's not mm-hmm. like, uh, you know, Stephen King, you know, hops out of the closet when you sit down <laughs> with the Pet cemetery and he's the one reading. You're like, now, Stephen, I don't think that that's really what happened. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the one minute, 47 second scatting. I think mm-hmm. that's what you're talking about. There's some yes. DDDDs in there too yeah. that are notably different than his first set of scatting about a minute earlier in the track. Yes. They, and that's what makes me think they're much more precise and intentional rather than this organic, spontaneous sort of feel, which makes me think that this is him trying out the thing that he Mm -hmm. would do so often that we often hear in outtakes is him making the noise of the instrument with his mouth. Right. Because either he can't play that one or he knows somebody else will do a better job with it or... He just doesn't have it available right that minute. Yeah, it's equivalent to like an audio sketchbook. He's Uh trying to get the idea down. And obviously this isn't meant to be a final recording because he's in just a basement with a, you know, (laughs) a guitar. Yeah. Um, Not not a studio recording. This is almost just him practicing. This is just him trying to get the opportunity to go to a... Mm -hmm. 
studio somewhere that's not owned by Chris Moon. Agree. Yeah. Agree. He does say his own name. Yeah, I uh, saw that in the lyrics, and uh-huh. I listened to it closely. I can't really argue with it. Uh-huh. Um, so, yeah, I'll say I agree. Yeah, it does get buried, and mm-hmm. if you're not listening very, very hard for it, you could lose it. But I think it's there. I'm like, oh, good job. Put your name in it. And again, that's kind of why you're like, he put his own name in it. So we're going to assume he is the protagonist here. Yeah, well, yes. Yeah. I don't think he did much writing where he was the antagonist for the rest of his life. Certainly not <laughs> when he was 16 years old. Naturally, when it comes to sexual relations, he landed on a boat story. <laughs> yeah, I was like... Which okay. I think gets more mixed than he <laughs> maybe realizes. I don't know how often he's been out on a boat. Uh, probably not. Probably a not. Ton, even even though it's of, the um, land of yeah. a thousand lakes. It's not a, the land of a thousand boats, though. Right. Um, yeah, I thought the metaphor kind of uh, wasn't perfect. Sure. She took <laughs> me by the hand and led me to her boat. Okay. We flipped a coin to see who would stroke. I'm like, who's on top? What does that mean? I don't yeah, even I think so. Like, who's doing the labor? Uh-huh. Uh huh. Heads, I won, so I took the oar, then rode and rode uh-huh. until she couldn't stand it no more. Yeah. I'm like, that kind of sounds phallic. <laughs> it, it almost sounds like he's going on a solo mission, and yet she's in ecstasy. The metaphor's a little mixed. He's, I mean, but it's, it's a, fine. You know, it's, it's fine. When he sings, uh, and I kept on singing, Oh Baby, Oh Yeah, and the scatting, at two minutes and 54 seconds, there's a deep Prince voice mm-hmm. on singing in the background that is... Like you almost, you had to listen closely to hear his normal register on For You. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was doing it earlier. Yeah. Yeah. Where I think it really gets mixed up is in the next little <laughs> verse. So we know they're in a boat. They're stroking. So that means they're rowing. Uh-huh. And there's an oar. But... When we got through sailing, couldn't uh-huh. sail no more. I was like, is it a sailboat or a rowboat? That's I mean, I guess you would, theoretically, if the boat were small and it had a sail, yeah. you might also have oars maybe to help you out. But you wouldn't row in a boat, in a rowboat, and call it sailing. We went for a sail. Yeah. Plus, no. it sounds much more dignified as someone who is young but wants to be older. Yeah, whatever. Mixed metaphors. It's Mi- fine. Yeah, it's fine. I mean, it's a little like, you know, I got on my bike and I put it in drive. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I gunned the engine. Yeah, I gunned the engine on my wheelbarrow. <laughs> on my Red Rider wagon. Uh-huh. He came up with a nickname for himself here also that I was like, well, this is very, very bold for a 16-year-old. He calls himself 
the golden lover. Oh yes. So later on, you know, we have Golden Parachute in a Prince song. We have the Gold Standard in a Prince song that we haven't mm-hmm. gotten to yet on this podcast. But I had not come across this in a while and had forgotten that he at sixteen or so. Uh-huh. I'm so Had good. branded himself. Uh-huh. Again, so much bravado yeah. that he could portray whether or not it was accurate in his life. He could feel it and portray it and sort of will it into existence. It was like the one place, to his credit, like we know he was shy. He wasn't comfortable around people he didn't know. But he found a way to start building his confidence. Yeah. And I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. So credit to him for yeah. like in a, this is probably a private recording uh-huh. um, for future reference. And um, yeah, he took a big swing. Yeah. So to say. Yeah. Good for him. It's great. I agree. Yeah. Kind of a long outro and yeah, ride. Yeah. He's, he's having some fun with some guitars. A guitar. Yeah. So I thought, first of all, the guitar playing is very fun. Mm-hmm. There, there was something there that could have turned into like this guitar lick, right? Um, and maybe it did, and we just don't recognize it, right? Um, but like we said, like the, I think it's a good personal confidence builder for Young Prince, but mm-hmm. probably certainly not album material. Sure. Without that's fine. Some hard work on the lyrics there. Yeah. Next is Rock Me Lover, another one from early to mid-1976. Mm-hmm. Um, evidently, this one would get a re-record in 1978. saw that, and I cannot find I, that anywhere. I don't know that it's either. circulating. How uh-huh. does Prince Vault know that? I don't know. I don't know, but I don't believe that's in circulation. There's just this 1976 version, uh, kind of a an update of it would sure be fun to hear sure absolutely i did go looking for it and i couldn't find it and the, it remains unreleased in all its forms the lyrics are difficult to understand here i did eventually find a website that listed lyrics for it but i did some transcription before i found that and then kind of merged the two for myself and where i originally found it they called it rock me baby instead of rock me lover oh okay Interesting. Um, Again, I got to give credit to Zach. Yeah. On this, he's got a great article about it. I pulled out a little snippet from his review of the okay. song, which says that the song, in his opinion, offers a valuable glimpse of Prince's future as a more feminist, as more of a feminist, or at least submissive brand of lover, which I thought was a really good point. Yeah. Kind of a slower, certainly like the guitar lick on this is much more repetitive, mm-hmm. not as can, don't you want to ride kind of goes in a number of different directions. It's fast. It's upbeat. Uh-huh. And this is kind of just a kind of repetitive lick, sure. so to speak. We do get more multi-track vocals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a similar great. kind of recording. Right. I'm not going to complain about the quality because I'm just amazed that these still exist yeah. and are have been, you know, preserved electronically so that they can be, you know, passed around to schmucks like us. Oh, yeah. I mean, the lineage of that has to be relatively, like, how it got out. It had to have been 
You know, Something. he shared this with people and they shared it with others and then Prince hit it big and then someone's like, oh, you know what I have? Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it is, it's pretty amazing. Like I don't, well, I'm not like as much into many other artists as I am into Prince, of course, but I don't get wind of, you know, like the earliest Elton John recording where right. he's at home or in someone else's house. You know, right? With nothing to his name, borrowed a guitar and borrowed uh-huh. a recorder and borrowed a cot in somebody's basement. Yeah, yeah. So that's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. There's some scatting in this as well. Um, about a minute and fifteen seconds in, they're scatting with uh, his acoustic guitar playing. <laughs> There's lyrics right after that that sing, Hey, baby, I say your love is sweeter than wine. Hey, baby, I'm so doggone glad you're mine. Made me start thinking, doggone. That's like, I, it took me a minute to hit like where I've heard that in a Prince song before, and it's a staple of forever in my life. Find um, some way in this doggone world to make this feeling last. Like, that is an interesting turn of phrase. For someone who's free to swear, uh-huh. to y- decide to use, uh-huh. and so I went on to Quora.com. <laughs> Doggone! It says it's a gloriously creative, euphemistic form of <laughs> "goddamn," which in the 19th century U.S. was not seen as an appropriate word to use in polite company. So uh-huh. I'll be "doggone" as a milder, more delicate way uh-huh. of saying the bad word that uh-huh. I just said with no warning to you. Sorry. <laughs> So, which I knew, of course, like, right. oh, that's what it's, you know, but it's almost cute that you would censor yourself, uh-huh. you know, in that yeah. way. Yeah. So. Yeah, let's well, hear. <laughs> so, Christy had told me in passing, oh, there's one song that I just, I wrote down some ridiculous lyrics on what I heard and then found what I think he's really saying. So, the floor is yours. Okay. Well, first of all. Hi, this is a very young prince, and he's very dramatic. Give it up, or I die. Oh, yeah. I'm like, okay, yeah, you're <laughs> dramatic. I get it. Okay. Then in the chorus, mm-hmm. let me feel your heat up next to mine. Yeah. Okay. So that is, I'm pretty sure, what he said. Yeah. I was thinking, this guy's in Minnesota. The winters are cold. I thought he said, let me be your heater every night. Oh. Which I'm like, well, I don't hate that. Oh, yeah. He's like, let's provide but comfort to one another. I don't think that's what he said, but I kind of liked it. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Fun. Okay. I thought that maybe you had heard, you know, let me put your feet up to mine or something like that. that no. That was... More, more footish. <laughs> no. Okay. Let me be your heater every night. Okay. Yeah. That's like nice. in your bed, I'll be your. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm already I'll keep you warm. Yeah. There are parts of me that are hot, and there uh-huh. are parts of you that are hot. Uh huh. Yes. Let's get together. 
<laughs> let's let's get it doggone on. <laughs> and this one, my minor ridiculous. Oh, so, your what you wrote down are, is ridiculous. Uh-huh. So I think what he's actually saying is, when we get down, it's so good, you're fun. Oh. Okay. What I heard was, when will people drown? <laughs> I said, Goodyear funnel. Goodyear funnel. <laughs> like, Goodyear funnel? What? What does that even mean? That's why I was like, I got to keep looking for these lyrics because I'm bad at this. Search goes on. (laughs) I am not good at this. I need to keep looking. Goodyear funnel. I knew that wasn't what he said. It's ridiculous. I've never heard of that term before or heard those (laughs) words together. So, yep. But I did like that we get turn around in a song and it's not band direction. Yeah. Because every time I hear turn around, it's oh, yeah. like, uh-huh, yeah. yes, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought this one was a little weird. Lover, you sure know how to cream. And yeah, this tells I, me that he is a person who is maybe somewhat inexperienced because I don't think there's a technique for that. Oh, Okay. <laughs> In my experience. Hey, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it rhymes with scream. It's probably, uh-huh. you know, he should. He needs to get this out of his system also, <laughs> I think, so that he can focus on more serious songwriting. So that's sure. part of the process. Sure, it's fine. Okay. I was just like, okay. I don't <laughs> think he quite understands all of the things yet. Which is fine because he's a literal teenager at this point. So, but so. I'm like, but he would come back to visit the term cream in Diamonds and Pearls era to a yes. hit song, but in a different. Yeah, it's more of a cream rising to the top, like a self right uh, pump myself up kind mm-hmm. of take on it. But that it has also this kind of sexual connotation yep. that's. Yeah. Yeah. That is why. He loved it. Exactly. For sure. Exactly. For sure. Those were the funny ones. Those are good. Yeah. Those are good. It's <laughs> relatively short, too. I don't know if we... Yeah, three minutes and 51 seconds. Um, so very similar kind of recording to Don't You Want to Ride. Mm-hmm. Then we have Leaving for New York, another early 1976 recording. Prince Fault credits Prince with everything on this, which I think is correct. But there is a devoted fan who ha- hosts a lyrics website, moonbeamlevelsforyou.info, yeah. yep. mm-hmm. which is great. Yes, it is. He does an excellent job. Um, he credits Chris Moon with the lyrics. So I don't know why. I could not find anything that <laughs> said that he should have credit for these lyrics. Maybe because it was supposedly re-recorded at Moon Sound later on. Um, And maybe Chris Moon had some input there. Um, But again, I don't know that the Chris or that the Moon Sound recording is circulating. This is, like you said, another Andre Simone's subterranean home. (laughs) Well, what are we saying? Andre Simone's 
parents' home. Yeah, his mom. Yeah, I think he's a single mom. Yeah, yeah. Hey, he's playing something other than guitars here. We yeah, have pretty little piano flourish. That's right, and it's all there's no guitar in this at all. So I was actually again having not dug these out for so long, uh-huh. and then hearing this opening flare and this pretty um, and very skilled piano playing, I was a little surprised. Mm-hmm. A little surprised. I mean, yeah. I knew he had natural talent, and by the time this came along, he was, you know, threw himself into music. Mm-hmm. Um, but certainly, it was a skilled pianist yes. at this point in his life. If you've listened to the piano and a microphone 1983 recordings, mm-hmm. this is almost like a precursor to that. Sure. It would happen seven years prior, but it almost sounds like he's got a same kind of setup where mm-hmm. you can record a handful of tracks. He's got the piano and then some it's 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 live, but maybe has some vocal over overdubbing. Sure. And the vocals are a little clearer they on are. this one. Yep. Which I appreciate. Throughout for you, you've been pining uh-huh. for clearer vocal tracks. Yeah. I have a lot more sympathy for these early 1976 sure. try them out tracks. Mm-hmm. Agree. Yeah. Um, um, I think that it's Prince Vault that credits the word purple here with oh. being the very, very first time, of mm-hmm. course, that uh, it would show up. Oh, we have purple. We yeah. have dawn. Yeah. Things that would come to kind of be defining characteristics of his career are yeah the seeds the seeds are here right mm-hmm. sitting there on the purple lawn you've been there since dawn mm-hmm. wondering why I've gone and for just too long <laughs> I'm like okay so he's either a mind reader or some sort of like sexy omniscient narrator I think that's a good description of. Most of Prince's <laughs> albums, I am a omniscient narrator. Yes, <laughs> I think we found our album or our episode title. <laughs> so, what is it that makes you feel like he is a sexy omniscient? What was the word? Narrator. Narrator. Uh huh. Yes. You're sorry you gave in to me, mm-hmm. giving up your virginity. Okay. Sorry. Like she's sitting out there, and then there's more. Yeah. Later. Yeah. 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 So he's preparing to leave. Uh huh. To go to New York. We presume that that's for his musical career kickstart tour. Exactly. I say it's a pre-chorus with the climbing lyrics at a minute and 27 seconds. Mm -hmm. Though I said I'd never leave you. This is something that I must do. I will never forget you. This is something that I must do. 
so unfair. But I already was thinking Prince likes to point the finger. I'll never forget you unless <laughs> you forget to come into my dreams. So I know that's not what he meant. It was just like, it's impossible. And it's, this isn't like she's in control of what he dreams about, but he still finds a way to make it her fault. If he forgets her. I had the exact same note. So I'm glad you brought it up. Yeah. 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 So I don't think that was the intention there. It was supposed to be the sweet. Of course you'll be in my dreams. Uh Of course I'll remember you. Yeah. The only, if I, yeah, the only way I could forget you is if you expelled yourself from my Yeah, it sounds romantic and sweet at first. Like, I'll only <laughs> forget you if you forget to come into my dreams. It's so like in the moment of saying goodbye, that might, might sound nice. And then I think of her walking home and rethinking through the conversation. <laughs> like, if I forget to come into your his dream? dreams, he's he'll forget me? Uh-huh. I don't have control over that. Mm-hmm. The chorus is a little bouncier than the kind of, <laughs> uh, it's a very yeah. emotional, uh-huh. you know, build up goodbye song. You yeah. are the best and I'll always remember you. And then it's kind of a da da da. Yeah, da, the da, tempo da, changes. Da. He's yeah. excited about going to New York. <laughs> Well, he does. I think that's actually part of what we're hearing, that he's he doesn't want to leave his home. He doesn't want to leave his girlfriend. But deep inside, he's like, I'm on the precipice of something big, and I'm going to make it for myself. And there's an excitement there uh-huh. that maybe bleeds through the chorus a little uh-huh. bit. Right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, he's leaving for New York in the morning, and he is happy about it. He is. And then it's kind of funny. That he's a little more of our omniscient narrator. Okay. He's absolutely sure that she'll overcome that misery. misery. Right. Okay. Of missing him because he's so incredibly missable. Right. Right. Of course he is. Even though he has confidence in himself that he's so missable that she won't really get over him because even though you wait in vain, you wait for me no matter how, how long. gonna wait for him forever even though he's telling her now i'm never coming back even though i'm never coming back you are going to wait for me forever i am always going to be the one that got away i'm like yeah that is a lot of confidence in a very young man it is it is (laughs) um and of course it's easy to you know know where he would go from there and we know the rest of the story now, but uh-huh. as a 16-year-old, and who knows if he really gave the song to a girl at the time, it's almost like, he's, I could see it, like, I'm going to make this so pretty 
that you're going to miss me even more by leaving this with you. But it's like peppered with overconfidence. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. There's really fun, spontaneous sounding scatting. Um, he's like working through some stuff here. He is. Yeah. Is towards the end, like four minutes and 57 seconds mm-hmm. towards the end. There's a lot of scatting there at the end. So. <laughs> Yeah, this is what, um, you know, little Skipper <laughs> thought, that, you know, he was pretty confident. So there's there's confidence in here. There's also maybe the buildup of how great he is is also a little bit of insecurity. Mm-hmm. Sure. This is his way of dealing with those things. He's going to fake it till he makes it. And this is the I've, start of it. Actually, I fully support that. And we say that mm-hmm. within our company Oh, a lot. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah. You may not know, but the answer is yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then you go back and work yeah, really hard to figure, figure out, out how we're going to uh-huh. get there. Yeah. yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. Then we have instrumental number one. Instrumental This number is from one. 1978 from his uh, first... I think his first rental house that's just his yep. on France Avenue in Adena, Minnesota. Yep. Yeah, not far from where he grew up, mm-hmm. of course. Yep. Um, I guess there are several instrumentals from this time period. There are. And uh, again, God bless Zach at PrinceSongs.org. He shared that Prince's cousin Charles Smith reported that Prince only cared about the basement and the recording equipment. That that basement held. That upstairs, oh, house. Okay. all he had was a chair and a television and video games. Video games? <laughs> I don't oh. know. That, this that's is what he well had. after 4U was finished. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that it took a girlfriend coming in being like, Homie. you got to make it look like a home. <laughs> and helping him like furnish and make it look like a home anywhere but the studio yeah, yeah. well because you know he where he was spending care. his time right yeah for sure yeah so that i mean prince vault listed as a very rudimentary rudimentary studio but mm-hmm. it certainly is an upgrade from what he was doing over at andre's house right and this sounds really really good mm-hmm. really good yeah this is nice from five seconds to 11 seconds there's just guitar yeah He's really like testing out that guitar before he really gets going. Yeah. We talked about Bossa Nova Uh last time. Uh I mean, this is clearly like a keyboard type built in beat. Yeah. That we're hearing. I don't know that this is quite as Bossa Nova ish as what we talked about no. in our last episode, but it is the same type of sound. Right. Yeah. Sure. This, it's the preset on the keyboard. Yep. And yep. you can control the speed of it. And this is set pretty fast. Yeah. Right. Um, so we've got that kind of stock beat, but then there's bass and a whole lot of fast guitar playing. Mm-hmm. And that bass is super nice. Mm-hmm. It's a really kind of. It's good. It's a sneaky bass is what I call it. Sneaky bass. 
it rounds out the bottom of the sound. And if you're just kind of casually listening to it, it can be kind of easy to miss, but you would miss it if it wasn't there. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, that's the case of bass. The case of bass <laughs> on a lot of Prince songs. Like mm-hmm. the bass is underrated and almost too buried. Or like all songs. Like really, people miss oh, the that's bass. True. Yeah. Some of that is used to be FM radio and right. cheap speakers and that uh-huh. kind of stuff. Yeah. The way I thought of this song, so it's relatively short, right? It's like two minutes and 15 seconds. Mm-hmm. But after you get kind of this intro... There's a rhythm guitar that kicks, mm-hmm. kicks in at 39 seconds, and the song kind of finds its groove, and it's like what I would call verse one of guitar playing. And then there's this basically refrain or an instrumental chorus uh-huh. that comes back at a minute and nine seconds. get a second verse that's all instrumental of course from like a minute 24 to a minute 54 30 seconds then that chorus comes back again there's a repeated guitar line Mm -hmm. that's in there So it is a song with a lot of structure. He had some stuff figured out here Mm -hmm. that, again, I'm surprised that we didn't hear. There's some shredding on For You, yeah, but it's not based on shredding. Right. Right. Yeah. There was, uh, you mentioned that rhythm guitar in the left channel. Yeah. And then there's this electric guitar in both channels, and it's, it's so pleasant. Pleasant, you could think of as a euphemism for boring, but this isn't boring. No, it it's has good. Very, there's a really nice tone to it. Uh-huh, it's so nice to listen to. Agree. Yeah. By far the best quality outtake. Yeah. For this episode. Yeah. For sure. I agree. So I thought just you know ends abruptly. It's almost like this short little instrumental workout, maybe right. a little thing that he might come back to later, like mm-hmm. he did with just as long as we're together. Right. Or he might find a place for this instrumental. But uh-huh. I don't think it ever found a home. No, but it's very fun to listen to. It is, indeed. Oh, <laughs> you're pointing at me. That's how <laughs> podcasts work. So back to another unreleased track as a home recording around the same time in uh, the France Avenue home. Mm-hmm. And more acoustic guitar and vocals by Prince. This is some two years later than the prior home recordings that we heard. Right. And this is Miss You. Sorry, did I not say the nope. name of the very song? You sure did not. I missed so saying it. This Sorry. is Miss You, and it is not the Rolling Stones song that they released in May of 1978. Though he would perform that live starting in about 1986. That was a thing he enjoyed doing in a concert. He even this sang is it a and different song. mimicked mm-hmm. uh, Mick Jagger with a yeah, 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 yeah. Very fun. 
my immediate impression upon hearing Miss You, and that's, again, the first time I've listened to this in many, many years, Reflection from Musicology borrows a lot from this oh. acoustic guitar playing. Maybe not the album version, but there's a live version that Prince performed with Wendy on the Tavis Smiley show, and I almost expect him here to start singing about we compare whose afro was the roundest and uh-huh. uh, sit on the front porch and play my guitar. There's, I almost feel like he was thinking back to this time period. Uh-huh. Certainly he was for doing you that. is when he had you know the big uh-huh. fro and that kind of stuff going on as a as a struggling aspiring teenage musician. Mm-hmm. The multi-tracking here is so great. It is effortless mm-hmm. and has a lot of variety. So like when we heard the multi-tracking in the earlier songs that we've covered today, it was they were very much the he's trying to match up the vocals. Yeah, it was to make it a more full sound. Right. Yeah. And here there's a lot of variety in the pitch, which is what we heard before, but also in the timing. Yeah. And in a way that sounds organic and spontaneous when you're just listening to the song, but it doesn't sound forced or like a mistake that the differences in the timing are very intentional. was doing at this point right like it just came to him Uh uh-huh yep i agree you know so he's listing all the things that he'll miss Mm -hmm. um, but of all of them he'll miss his girl right we we assume a girl i wonder if it's the same girl that he missed when he went to new york Uh, maybe a or maybe someone he met in california recording for you perhaps out on the swag boat that they had (laughs) (laughs) i wonder if he sailed in that boat (laughs) <laughs> in the motorboat. Uh, yeah, the maybe. Motor, oh, jeez. <laughs> the motorboat. Uh, two minutes and 32 seconds. The great singing delivery of I Miss the Water and Do. I thought it was really, really pretty. That was the first moment when... I had the reaction you did of, wow, this is uh-huh. all falsetto and ultra pretty. Yeah. Kind of almost like a betcha by golly, wow uh-huh. kind of approach to a ballad. Sure. I can see that. I really like the second layer of guitar here. There's like mm-hmm. these just a plucking strings that's yep. real simple. Yep. And, and then pitched. they get a little bit more complicated, but only in the left channel. And just for a moment. Mm-hmm. It was such a nice touch. Yeah, it really does go in a lot of different directions, even though it's very simple, mm-hmm. especially lyrically. It's essentially just the, whatever, list of seven things that he misses, but most of all you, uh-huh. and it's repeated a couple of times, and yeah. that makes up the entire song. So yeah. it's like the 
the singing and the delivery and the playing is all there, but I don't know if it's, you know, the, a fully realized song just yet oh, or no, still feels like, like a, a very, like it's a sketch, but with some pencil shading sure. going on. There are details here that are, that are very well developed. Mm-hmm. Right. Like a smack on the acoustic guitar, which he does a number of times yeah. to give it some percussion. Yeah. Yep, again, just, you know, one guy. And I think, you know, he had already said, he already spent what he said was an exhausting process of putting for you together. So I'm sure, you know, it came out of there with his eyes opened as far as like, wow, this is, I can do a lot of things. Uh And so some of it was him figuring out and some of it was intuition that he almost always got right. Yeah. And there's something about just Prince singing with an acoustic guitar that's very sweet, but also comes across as very honest and earnest. Yeah. He's very like soul lane bear. uh Uh-huh. Well, and he could lie left, right, and sideways. (laughs) (laughs) But if he's singing it like this with an acoustic guitar, I'm probably going to believe him. Yeah, well, that's what he meant. (laughs) Once you can do this, you can impress folks. That's right. So yeah, there's not, I mean, this is, and also more mature, like almost like less detail makes it more believable. Sure. Uh, I miss the ocean. I would guess he got to see the ocean. There uh-huh. are pictures of him in the late seventies in California at the ocean, making love under the stars. Okay. Uh-huh. I mean, he's 20. Yeah. Summer breeze, big old fancy cars, I would guess would be the kind of thing you would see in Southern California. Uh-huh. Blue skies and water and dew, and most of all, I miss you. Yeah. It's very simple and very pretty mm-hmm. and uh, kind of reserved in a way. Yeah. It's more metaphorical and less specific. So I think you're right about that. It's like, it's specific, but it's not like telling you a specific story. Yeah. Let about me, a woman he met in New Orleans. Because I think you might not be able to understand what I mean, let me compare it to. Uh huh. Rowboating. <laughs> Rowboating. It's a thing. Sure. There's sailboating, there's motorboating, and there's oarboating. <laughs> oarboating. <laughs> I think foreboating is also a thing, too. <laughs> Last up on the show, uh, a song that we have actually covered a little bit before when we mm. talked about. 1999 Super Deluxe Edition and Prince's version of Do Yourself a Favor uh-huh. where the full crazy Jamie Star, Jamie Star persona took center stage. That's right. And where that all started yeah. was 94 East's If You See Me. Correct. Which we talked about actually at length when we talked about the 1999 Super Deluxe. It was written by Pepe Willie, yep. recorded by 94 East, which is what we have here. Re-recorded yeah. from memory by Prince in yeah. 1982. Then mm-hmm. permission was given to Jesse Johnson by Pepe Willie to include on his 1986 album, Shockadelica. Mm-hmm. But that version was very clearly inspired by Prince's outtake. Yeah, so that was like a little weird. Of course, it was a Pepe Willie credited song, uh-huh. so he gave permission, but Jesse borrowed a lot from an unreleased Prince version, which you wonder, uh-huh. was that okay? Was that cool? I'm guessing probably not. And then Dr. Fink did a remix of If You See Me 
984 East in 2010. Yeah, on a digital collection that was called The Cookhouse Five. Mm-hmm. Prince contributes guitar to yeah, this song. Yeah, I didn't want to dwell on this a ton because, like you said, we talked about it at great lengths uh-huh. um, back in the 1999 Super Deluxe Edition episodes. Um, I did pull out the credit book, uh-huh. teeny tiny little credit book uh-huh. that is... Well, it's got many pages, but it's tiny. Uh-huh. Uh, that's in 1999 Super Deluxe Edition because I was curious as to how was it credited. Okay. It gives credit to Pepe Willie and Jesse Johnson. Oh. But Prince's own contribution to the attitude of, you see that? That's a $100 bill. When's the last time you see one of those? Uh-huh. Right. That whole thing, which was his, right. is just kind of goes unmentioned. Oh, so Okay. Um, obviously, that wasn't Prince's choice because he wasn't around to be part of that right. release. I thought Prince did a really excellent job of recreating this song from memory. Yeah, it was Some... Pepe Willie who said that he was yeah. certain Prince hadn't heard it in a long time and yeah. that he just did it from memory. Yeah, like six years after the fact. Yeah, six yeah. years and whatever, five albums yeah. and multiple tours. Yep. Let's see. There were a few things. I thought the repeated if you see me's early on were a little repetitive, a little too much. Come on, get on with it, Pepe. Yeah, this whole thing is almost like a, it's almost like a long version of a song that could be cut down to make into a three minute thing there's a lot of build-up and while i agree with you prince's guitar is great it also is repetitive it is a Mm -hmm. a lick that just repeats 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 right um and the song i mean almost purposefully doesn't that there's no solos right that was kind of the 94 east thing it was oh yeah Um, long form jams yeah um yeah and evidently there was a guitar part that Prince wanted to re-record. Yeah. And is that what's over the chorus, do you think? Oh, I don't know which part it is exactly. I don't either. But that Prince approached Pepe Willie long ago to say, uh-huh. I wasn't happy with, could I redo that? And uh-huh. so we got back in the studio to play it again. Yeah, but the EQ levels were different. Yeah. And so when, it, when I read about it online, they seem to indicate that it is obvious where that happened. Uh, I don't know exactly where it I is. I couldn't tell either. And this song has been officially and semi-officially released in multiple collections, 94 East featuring Prince and mm-hmm. Symbolic Beginnings and others. What Prince, I thought, brought to it, when you listen to this, and yeah, it's fairly straightforward. You know, of course, Prince brought to it the Jamie Starr, Morris Day kind of attitude. Sure. Uh, and take, do yourself a favor. Yeah, yeah, and do yourself a favor and took it from a gentle I'm over you kind of song, I'm doing okay. Uh-huh. You know, I don't, don't stop me. Let's, uh-huh. let's go on living separate lives. It was almost like Prince turned it into a from a silent diss towards an X to a very flamboyant, super flashy, look at what you're missing out on now uh-huh. kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, and added humor to it also. Yeah. Where the, and the 94 don't, East don't is, bug me because I've moved on. And this is more like a, I do not want to talk to you. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. My 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 radar is up for toxic people. Uh huh. And you're on it. Yeah. Yeah. It was almost like further down the line. Almost like Prince got uh, the the or the 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 main character in the song. Uh huh. Has moved further along and looking back on it even longer, it's easier to laugh about it. It's uh-huh. easier to say, look how much better I am now. Uh-huh. Um, so it's yeah. an interesting storyline and like the time that passed almost makes sense how Prince took it to this next level. Sure. And I do have to uh, credit uh, Wendell Thomas because his bass guitar is mm. outstanding throughout this. Yeah. one thing we didn't mention so peppy willie's on he's credited for vocals and guitar Mm -hmm. dale alexander on drums wendell thomas on bass guitar who you just mentioned prince on guitar and then a couple women on vocals marcy and christy k-r-i-s-t-i-e yes marcy and christy and pepe are like the primary primary people yeah for 94 east they continue to perform as 94 east and and do things together in the last episode where we talked about uh dance to the music of the world Uh when it was just pepe andre and prince Uh singing in falsetto it sounded like (laughs) these two ladies were there right and and they weren't so i didn't realize 94 east was still oh well i mean at least around well, there's a picture on Pepe Willie's website of him and these two women. Oh, awesome. Um, like as older, more mature people, obviously yeah. not from the 70s because <laughs> yeah. they're like, all, you know, older people. Yeah. And yeah, they still get together and do things. Very so, cool. Yeah. All right. So those are the songs we're going to talk about today. It is time for us to make some selections. We choose three things, a time capsule, something that exemplifies the material when it was recorded or when it was released. These are primarily unreleased officially. So, you know, when they were recorded, the sea, the low point and the mountain, the high point, what we like the most. These are my rules. So I go first. The time capsule for me is just the quality of the basement recordings that, okay. um, yeah, in Andre's know, they, home. Yeah, that they had these this impressive level of sophistication for what they were, but really nothing s- says, "Oh, this is really early in his career." Like the echoey, yeah, cavernous, hissy. hissy sort of situation that's happening in these. So that is my time capsule. Excellent choice. Um, I like it when we bend the rules on the time capsule. It's not a song; it's the sound of the songs. Uh-huh. Fully support that. Okay. Uh, I did not do it that way. <laughs> I went with leaving for New York um, and for what it symbolized, Prince. Leaving his hometown in hopes to make it big and to do the only thing that he thought he could possibly do for the rest of his life. It was mm-hmm. like the, you know, walking out on a diving board 20 feet up in the air and you're like, you can't go back. You're going to jump off. Uh-huh. Of course, like the maturity and the looking back on the lyrics, I think there's a lot, you know, that could be different. Mm-hmm. Um, but even still, I think in the moment, it sounds like the sweet goodbye. I have to go do this. But. I will remember you forever because I don't plan on coming back. Even though he like kind of slips in, you know, <laughs> under the rug. And if I do forget, it's probably because something you did. 
So that's yeah. actually Time Capsule Prince too. Uh-huh. Is you know, there's not a lot of um, finger pointing back at himself throughout yeah. his um, music. That was not as fun to sing about, probably. Yeah. As um, fair. You know, finding the fault in others is a lot more fun <laughs> than the other way around. That's right. All right, the C, the thing that we liked the least. My C, it's a cheat. I don't care. Um, <laughs> I, wow. I, I wish Miss You had gotten fleshed out a little more eventually. Okay. Because yeah. I thought it was really sweet and felt earnest and it was pretty. And, you know, I'm not a huge lover of ballads, but I could have listened to more of this. And, I mean, I guess he couldn't get to everything. Yeah. Yeah. True. I think you're not a big fan of like R&B ballads. Okay. But I think like just raw acoustic guitar and singing mm-hmm. of any type yeah. is like more um, I don't know suited to your that's fair to your ears. Mm-hmm. The C for me, I did not cheat. I went <laughs> straight for the for the jugular. Jugular. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> He's pretending <laughs> to stab himself. In the what neck. is this thing that I'm stabbing? <laughs> I went with, uh, even though I like the song and it's fun to listen to, it's an upbeat thing and Prince like in the southern blues thing, but the lyrics for Don't You Want to Ride, I feel bad picking on what's a young Prince for stepping out of like his own experience and clearly embellishing stories. So that's, uh-huh. that's cool. But like we talked about, he was out over his skis on that one, <laughs> describing an experience with an older woman from across the country. That was, you know, clearly fictional. But I give it credit for being a fun listen. The guitar playing and the singing are great fun. Uh-huh. But, you know, also the oar, yeah. the rowing, the and The mixed metaphors didn't sit that, well with you? That didn't, um, yeah, it was distracting to me. It pulled me oh, out of fair. the story. Yeah. You know. All right. And the mountain. The mountain. I really appreciated that leaving for New York included purple, rain, and dawn. Yeah. But I had to pick the song that I'm actually probably going to go back and listen to. And I almost hate to pick it. But it's If You See Me. Really? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Because I just remember hearing Do Yourself a Favor and thinking that I'd heard it. So somehow this song, despite the fact that it, you know, it never really got radio airplay there's really no way i would have heard it until we found the 94 east you know album yeah cd collection in a you know a little rec stove and yeah i would have never heard it but i felt like i knew it like i could sing along with it from the first time i heard (laughs) it yeah because i speaks to my soul in some way i don't know but I love it, and I think it could have been, in a shorter version, a really big hit in the 70s. Yeah, I think for sure, because it yeah. didn't have, it wasn't like a disco track either, so no. it wasn't like a trendy thing. No. And it's a different approach to, you know, it's typically love songs from the 70s, uh-huh. or what you think of, or at least I do, and this being a, the song is almost like a fast forward through the love song to the, you know, uh-huh. we've already gone through the, the hard times and the, the breakup. Break uh-huh. And don't come now, crawling like, back. The sun is coming up, you uh-huh. know, life goes on. Yeah. I'm, I'm better yeah. without you than I ever thought I could be. And mm-hmm. yeah. And I, I don't know. Very nice. I like it. Yeah. For me, I hate to pick this one because 
It's one of only two songs we covered also that doesn't include Prince's singing, which is <laughs> fabulous on a lot of these early uh-huh. recordings. But I was really surprised going back and listening to that, what's labeled instrumental number one from the France Avenue, Adina home. Um, so different than anything that we heard on For You with like this fast playing. And obviously like he just found like a beat to use to get some instruments over it um obviously no lyrics or vocals but maybe the type of shredding you might have expected to hear all over his first album because that would have been an easy show-off moment Mm -hmm. and he was capable of doing it but he was too busy pushing himself in different ways on Mm -hmm. for you like vocally and then you know there are a lot of instrumental breaks in the album but they're not quite like this right so i thought just so different Almost, uh, let me put this in the pantry for reference later, like he's building all this reference material for himself. And I found it to be, A, the most different of the songs that, you know, we, of course, collected here. Yeah. And I loved it. I'll go back and listen to it a lot. Yeah. That's not a long commitment either. You got two minutes to spare? You want to hear Prince play some music? (laughs) Okay, let's go. (laughs) Nice. Nice. All right, what are we going to talk about next time? Next up... Believe it or not, we're wrapping up our coverage of For You with episode seven. Uh-huh. Um, more unreleased material. I won't give it all away here, but okay. there are uh, there's one track in particular that surfaced just a handful of years ago that oh. is so wild for this time period that most people initially thought this cannot be legit. It must be fake. Oh, awesome. And it is most certainly not and we'll talk about even what song that is in our next episode, too. We'll cover, I don't know, somewhere between four to six songs okay. in the next and final episode covering For You. Awesome. Thank you so much for listening. We know you make a choice when you listen to us. We don't just come on the radio, and we really appreciate it. If you have a friend who likes Prince or a friend who you think might like Prince... You should introduce them to our podcast. Tell them to come have a listen. It's a good time. We have fun. I hope you do too. You're listening all the way to the end. I hope you're having a good time. Otherwise, what are you doing here? <laughs> like Ferris Bueller. Go home. <laughs> but thanks for sticking with us. <laughs> Until next time, happy purple listening. You mean to do the intro this time? Sure. You could... Could I do the yeah. introduction? Nor this you lately time? have been asking you if you want to do it. And you're nah, like, you no, do it. You it's do too it. much. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>